0: Welcome back to the Axiom Youth Podcast. This is another episode from Rise Up. The students from Indiana Bible College are sharing their testimony of how they ended up at IBC. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoy. You've
1: done the impossible. we before. Your is unstoppable. story will not be like that.
2: And your story is not going to be like the four people that are about to come up here and speak. But your story will be unique to you and what God has called you and how he's called you and what he wants you to do. Now, the students are going to come. Ethan going to come first. And uh, the students that are going to come up here and talk to us, they're going to talk about their experience and how they got to IBC. And I want to just say this. I want to tell you this, that you may never step foot into IBC as a student, you may never come to IBC and that's completely okay. I'm not here and I don't believe anyone else is here that's trying to get you to come to IBC. As a matter of fact, it may be even irrelevant for you to come to IBC, but what is relevant in your life is for you to do the will of God. And so I want you to see through their testimony that God's will for them was for them to come to IBC, but God's will for us and you is to do what God is asking you to do to fulfill his will for your life. And so Ethan's going to come and he's going to tell you a little bit about his story. And I want you just to open yourself up and say, God, I want your will for my life. And whatever you ask me to do, Lord, I want to be willing to do that. Ethan, come on up here.
0: All right.
3: Morning, everyone. Uh, So just to start out, if you were to take every student at IBC and ask them, was IBC, you know, in your plans originally, I think a majority of what you would get is no. I had no intention of coming to Bible college. I had plans to go do this, this, this. There were only a handful of people that I know that were like, oh yeah, ever since I was like five years old, I wanted to come to IBC. Uh, So when I was in high school, about sophomore, junior year, my plan was to go to college four years, Uh, study marketing, go make a lot of money, get a really good job, and just be a saint, like Brother Gally mentioned earlier. Uh, I was content just working in the local church, uh, paying my tithes, uh, that kind of thing. But the summer going into my senior year of high school was Youth Congress 2015. And at that point, I had known about IBC. I've had family that's uh, graduated from there, gone through there, so I was listening to, to their music and and whatnot. but Friday night my whole my whole life changed in just an instant uh, i was you know I had all my plans, but then God just kind of stepped in and was like, "No, you know i'm gonna direct you in a different path and so i didn't hear an audible voice from God. all I felt was a little tug and a little direction. And so that year going into my senior year of high school, I was like, you know, I think I need to go to Bible college. And at first, you know, my, my parents weren't super uh, supportive of it. Their first question to me was, well, what are you going to do for money? Like, I don't know, you know, just trusting God. Um, but through that whole year, you know, getting ready to, to move on to the next chapter of my life, my whole mindset changed, my whole attitude changed. And uh, one thing that Brother Mooney always says is, "Don't ever plan your life because you'll severely underplan it." And even now, as a junior, you know I still I don't really know what I'm going to be doing. All I have is a call from God, and what, you know whatever His will is, I wanna I wanna do it. But my my challenge to y'all is, whatever your plan is, and like Brother Gallian said, it may not even be to go to Bible college, but whatever you whatever your plans are, if you would just Put that in the hand of God. You never know what he'll do. You'll never know where he'll take you. You'll never know what he'll do through you. You know, It's because you can't do anything by yourself. But when you take all your plans, all your dreams, and put them in the hands of God, he can do so much more. So much more through you. So much more in you. And I keep finding that even more and more true every every day at my IBC. Um, and I've learned so much. And I've the experiences I've had, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, but that's what I want to leave you all here with today. If you would just take your plans and surrender them over to God, like I said, you never know where He'll take you. You never know what He'll accomplish through you. And so just surrender, surrender your plans over to God, and, and see what He'll He'll do in your life. Because I promise you, you'll never regret it.
2: Up next, we're going to have Ashlyn Lebat. She's going to come up here and share her testimony on what God did. And then after her, we're going to have Christiana and then Jordan.
4: Hello, everyone. Like you said, um, my name is Ashlyn Lebat. I am 19 and a sophomore at Indiana Bible College. Um, growing up, I always felt a very large call on my life. Um, it was pretty much ingrained in me. My dad has pastored a church for the last 18 years of my life. So I basically had no other option but to love the Lord, to serve the Lord, and to really just love people and give my all. And naturally, I mean, I don't know all of you individually, but I'm a very passionate, excited (laughs) person. And basically, my idea in life was I wanted to win everybody to the Lord, love everybody. So basically, my whole life, I had plans I thought I was going to go to Indian Bible College. My sister went when I was 15, and I went with her, sat through orientation. I was like gung-ho for it. I was like, I want to graduate early. I wanted to graduate a semester early of high school and go second semester is what I wanted to do. And then the older I got, the more I went through high school, um, the less that I really felt that. And the more I kind of put things into my own plan. And what I really wanted to do... um, Obviously, it was in the back of my head, but what I planned as I was graduating a semester early is I wanted to work a semester and then go to our community college and um, major in the medical field and do um, ultrasound sonography is what I wanted to be. So I thought in my head, I'm going to go to Carla de DuPage, start a CMI, win everybody to the Lord, work in a cute little ultrasound clinic, and win all of those little pregnant ladies to the Lord, too, and their babies. That was my plan. I was like, I can do it. Like, I was praying, and I thought, why not buses full of people from my college to to my church? And um church is revival and I want to be there with all my heart. So that was my plan. But pretty much it was just me the whole time in denial of what the Lord really had. And um, I thought about IBC. And if you're like me, I'm a very worried, nervous person. And I want the perfect plan of the Lord for me. And I want it written on the wall. I don't like ifs, ands, or buts. I don't like confusion. I want it like... Literally written in front of me. So basically, the summer before I had to decide, I was fasting and praying, and basically I fasted anything you you could even think of to fast. I was like sleeping on the floor, not eating. My phone was like locked in the closet. I was like, "Oh God, you're leaving me hanging, high and dry. Do not know what you want for me." And I was just crying all the time. I was so upset, and um, just like Ethan, I went to um, Youth Congress, and I had applied. The IBC, but if you asked me what I was doing, I told I would have told you I was going to College of DuPage and I was gonna be a stenographer. That's what I wanted. And um, somebody came and spoken to me and said the things you've been feeling and the promises the Lord has given you, they are yes and amen. And I walked away and I I never once doubted after that that I needed to go to Indiana Bible College. And just like Ethan and like Brother Gallion said, it's not necessarily IBC, but like he said, don't don't plan your life, you'll underplan it. And IBC, for me, um, I didn't think that I needed it. In my head, I had it all together. I was working in a church. I loved people. I was involved in anything I could get my hands on. Um, and I thought I had it all together. I thought IBC was learning about what I was already doing, which is naive and wrong. But when I got to IBC, did I learn that this was a time for young people to be poured into? And I, what I was already doing was pouring out at a young age and these staff members live to pour into your life. And I did not even realize that I need to take this time. The only time that I have to let people pour into me, to let them speak into me, to learn and to understand. And if somebody tells you that Indiana Bible College or Bible College in general is only learning about what you're gonna be doing, you are so wrong. Because they give opportunity after opportunity to work in jail ministries, to speak. I did not know that I would ever speak. But they have given me more and more opportunities of things that I did not even know that I could be involved in. So just like Ethan and Brother Galleon said, don't plan your life. Uh, Indiana Bible College may not be what it looks like for you. It is different for all of us. But understand that if you're open and you're prayerful, the Lord will really lead you and take you exactly where he has you. And it's a beautiful thing to live a life for the Lord. Amen? Amen.
2: All right, next we're going to have Christiana come on up and then after Christiana Jordan.
0: Hi, everyone. My name is Christiana Ballestero. I'm 19. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. And a funny story, when I was 11 years old, I was at General Conference, and I was just running around to all the booths, taking all the candy with my brother, and I came to the IBC booth. I didn't know what it was, but Brother Gowan was there. It was just about the time when you guys had become campus pastors, and he told me that I should come to IBC, and I was 11 years old. I was thinking college is so far away. Why would I even be thinking about that? But my brother was there too, and he said, College is closer than you realize, and it's actually funny because both of us now attend IBC. <laughs> but uh, ever since I was little, I always knew that Bible college was something that was going to happen for me. I didn't know when, I didn't know um, how or which college even, but I knew that it was going to happen. Maybe it was because both of my parents attended, but it was something that I felt that God laid on my heart, and. I even tried different career paths. I thought about going into music, or teaching, or even psychology. But something just didn't feel right. And I even had a piano teacher. And she, she had a lot of connections in the state. And she even told me that she could get me into one of the finest music programs around. But something just felt empty. I knew that music was gonna be a part of what I was gonna do and a part of my calling, but something was missing. And I know that it was the worship aspect. It was the worship and the leading. You can play all you want, but when it comes down to it, that worship was just empty and it it had to be fulfilled in that part. So after I graduated high school, I waited a year. I didn't go right to college. I did community college for a semester and that's when I thought about all the different fields. But then in the fall, I decided that I was going to come. And as soon as I got there, I was kind of anxious and nervous because I'm a homebody. I love to be home. But as soon as I got here, it was like I was home. It's like I had a family. It was like I was already integrated. And, and I didn't feel that I was missing my family at home. It was like God placed me here. And he was like, this is... Where you're going to be. This is going to be your home for a while. And the staff, they really help. They're great people. They pour into you. They're invested into you. And they really want you to succeed. And it hasn't always been easy. I knew that I had a call in my life. I knew that I was going to come to Bible college. I knew I was in the will of God. But that doesn't mean you're not going to have hardships. Things aren't going to happen. In fact, things will happen. And That's when you have to decide, whatever happens, I'm in the will of God, and I'm going to follow the call that's on my life. And so if I could go back, I would do it all over again. One of the best yeses I ever said was to IBC. But even more than that, saying yes to the will of God and following the call of God, even when things are hard and they don't seem like they're going to work out, they always do because God always makes a way when you say yes to him.
5: Hello. I'm Jordan Blake. I, uh, uh, this is my second year at IBC. I grew up um, in southern Illinois. Now my dad is a pastor in central Illinois. And I grew up, obviously I said my, my dad is a pastor. I grew up with my family in ministry, and that's just the way it was. Um, my great-grandfather was a pastor, my grandfather was a pastor my dad is a pastor, so I just grew up around ministry and there was a there was a camp service i don 't exactly remember when I just kind of felt the Lord kind of dealing with me a little bit we were in a little devotional circle in the morning and I felt like such a loser but they were the our group leader was asking us to maybe say something that you felt like God dealt with you and I said I feel like God is calling me and then I just started crying I was like man I'm a loser (laughs) but that's like that's all I said (laughs) and then so that was kind of in the back of my mind uh and as the years went by, I started to question, you know, I feel called, but like, what, what do I feel called to do? And I was working as one of the cleaning people at a camp. It was a, the junior high camp, and I was probably 16. And there was one service where I was like, this is it, I'm really stubborn. And I was like, I, God, I just want to know what your calling is in my life. So I said, I'm not going to leave until you tell me. I don't know if that's the best way to talk to God, but that is what I did. And I stayed there for probably two hours, like, after everyone had left. And I was just praying. I was just trying to seek the face of God. And finally, as at, at Illinois camp, there's this thing where, like, we have a recreation time after service. So people were coming back into the tabernacle to um, to do that recreation. And as they were coming in the back, I kind of looked back, and I I think I heard my name. Maybe it was one of my friends or something that that said that. But as I heard that, I kind of like turned my head, and then from the other direction, I heard preach. And I don't know why I needed that. I don't know why God had to speak to me to where I could hear it, but he did. I think it's probably because I was really stubborn. But I had this, um, I don't know how to describe it really, but I was like, wow, God, I don't know if I can preach because (laughs) If anyone had told me anything over the years is that I'm really bad at telling stories. And I love telling stories, but everyone just tells me I'm really bad at it and that I take forever to do it. And I was like, if I can't even tell a story that I know so well, how am I going to stand up in front of people and preach to them and be effective in ministry? But I'm standing here today. Um, through high school I kind of wrestled with the idea of starting a, a Project 7 club and there was uh, at, at my first high school that I went to down by St. Louis I had this friend who was in my section, we didn't go to the same church but he and I like kind of thought maybe we should start a Project 7 club together, we can like kind of work he, he, we were both in the same grade we both had uh, different friends. We were like, we could invite lots of people. It, it would be good, but it just never happened. In my, the middle of my junior year, I, I moved from the St. Louis area up to central Illinois because my dad took the position in a church. And I was like, man, well, that kind of that fell through. But at the same time, I had an opportunity. I had a clean slate, and I could literally almost start my life over with those new people, and, it, and I thought, you know, maybe I should start a Project 7 club here. I did not think my principal would allow me to because of her lifestyle and certain things about her, but I got my papers together, and I went to her office, and I was like, I would like to start this Bible club. She was like, oh, really? And she accepted it really easily. And I was like, I did not believe that would happen, but God made a way. And so I started teaching these Bible studies on Wednesday mornings. I honestly think people came for the donuts and the milk, but I made sure I had donuts and milk every time so people would come. And I dealt with a feeling that I had to compromise in order to get people there. Uh, I, my my teacher that hosted it said, said that I could and he was a science teacher. I was very skeptical at first whether or not he would be open to the idea because he was a science teacher. And I thought maybe he's a science teacher like my science teachers back at my old high school. They were all very like anti-god atheist but he went to a church he was a christian and he was very uh, accepting but still i was kind of very uh resistant to to do things that were very straightforward apostolic pentecostal and i would pray, i would pray at the end of the bible studies and i'd be like in Jesus' name, really quickly, not wanting to offend him, you know whether or not, because some people, you know, they don't believe oneness, they don't believe the whole in Jesus' name thing, and there would be some things like uh, I would I would preach or I w- I would teach rather on. There's one lesson that was on the oneness of God, and I was like, do I really want to preach this or do I really want to teach this? and for the most part i don't feel like i very effectively taught these bible studies and i think it really pushed me to understand that i've got a lot to learn i've got a lot to learn and i have i have three older brothers they all went to ibc and i was very lucky to be able to observe them in their time at ibc I went to recordings, I went to Music Fest, I got to see the effect of IBC in their lives. And it was always kind of something that I wanted to do. But I also had this really strong desire to be a graphic designer. And I wanted uh, one of my friends back home, one of my best friends, his brother used to be the graphic designer for Pentecostal Publishing House. And I thought, that is the coolest thing. I would love to do that. And I I dealt with deciding whether or not I was going to focus on that graphic design or I was just going to go all in. And there was a time when, um, for all intents and purposes, like, I was just – going through the motions, I was kind of backsliding on the pew, and I didn't really care a whole lot about God or anything, and I was really just going through a lot of thought processes, uh, like, is God real? Does God really care about me? Is this apostolic faith really true? And I had to grow a lot, but throughout all of that, there was this this nagging thing in the back of my mind. I just wanted to be a preacher. And I don't know, maybe it was just a bad reason, but for some reason that kept me through it. I just wanted to be a preacher. And this call of God that was on my life, it kind of led me through that. And I don't know why that happened, honestly, but it just led me through. And I got, On the other side of that, and I saw how God worked in my life, and I was like, wow, God's good. And um, it was approaching, or I was in my junior year, I think, maybe senior year, and I had to send my ACT scores to colleges. And I was like, where do I want to go to college? And the idea kind of hit me. I was like, there's not really any place I want to go but IBC. In J.T. Pugh, in his book, For Preachers Only, he kind of, he was trying to describe the call of God on a preacher's life. And he, he sort of described it as this, this, sort of indescribable feeling that a preacher has that's deep within their soul that they just want to reach the lost. They just want to preach, and it's, it's within them, and it's placed by God. And I realized that's in me. God is calling me to preach. God has called me to preach, and I better give it all to Him. So God has led me in ways that I have not imagined that I've been able to be led. I just preached chapel a few weeks ago and that is incredibly shocking to me. I have the opportunity to introduce songs all the time on chosen trips. And that's just shocking to me and I'm very thankful for the opportunity I have in chosen. And I never thought I'd be standing here, but I am and God has led me and He's provided for me. And I know My story is probably different. I know it's different than each of the stories, but I know God is working on my life, and I know he's worked on my life, and I know he's changed me and and worked on me because he truly cares, and he truly wants to do something through each and every one of us if we would allow him to.
2: All right. Well, I appreciate what each of these have had to say. I feel like that kind of giving you a broad perspective of where everyone is at in different stages of their life and to realize that there's not one specific pattern to, way to which God calls or which God expects you to step into. Uh, but maybe it's been something that God has been dealing with you for years, or maybe uh, just doing the will of God is something that's just brand new, a, a new introduction by the Spirit of God. And and so I challenge every one of you that's in this place that is saying, okay, I I want to find out what God's plan for my life is. Uh, Stay in the Word of God. Amen. Pray. Talk to your pastor. And then make sure that God is being consistent. No strange, weird, crazy uh, philosophies or ideas. But I believe that God will consistently speak to you over and over again. Amen. If there's a reason why you come to an altar and you feel the same thing every time you begin to pray, it might be because God is trying to tell you something. Amen. Always tell students this as well. If God has called some of you, and you have a specific call on your life, and you're constantly going to the altar, and you're saying, well, God hasn't spoken to me recently. He hasn't spoken to me this month or this year. I I don't know what the will of God is. Then you know what you should do? Go back to the last thing that God told you. And that's probably still His will for your life. So continue that. Amen. Thank you so much for allowing us to speak to your brother Turner. Turn it back over to you. God bless you in Jesus name.
4: Um, Brother Yates is going to come at this time and and close us out in prayer
1: and leave a little testimony. I'm not going to be long. It just was on my heart as I listened to the stories. I don't come from a generation of uh, Pentecostal preachers, but my grandfather was an old school Pentecostal preacher. Uh, not Apostolic, just a different branch. You've probably seen him on TV shows. but <laughs> He always told me when I was a young kid, boy, you're going to be a preacher. And nobody believed him. I didn't believe him. He, I remember young, I couldn't even ride a bike, and he said, you're going to be a preacher. And that's all he would tell me. Grandpa lost his ministry, became an alcoholic, and didn't remember who he was. But when he saw me, he remembered, you're going to be a preacher. I grew up in a church. I did not handle hardships well in my life, and I purposely ran from that will. Purposely. I went and found the nearest, I grew up in Dalloway, down the road. Obviously, kids you don't know, local kids you know. I grew up in Dalloway. I went and found a local drug dealer. I said, I want to smoke it. I want to know what it tastes like. I want to drink that. I want to know what that's like. I purposely ran from it. Everybody gave up on me. Grandpa passed. And he passed as I was just now coming back to the, to the Lord. And my first time opening a Bible and sharing a word was as we spread his ashes into the river. The one person who believed in me and saw it, the one person who spoke the encouragement, never got a chance to see it because I ran from that will of God. That's a burden I carry forever. God forgives, but we have a hard time forgiving ourselves. Don't put yourself in that same position Because you're a coward or because you don't have faith in yourself, whatever the case may be, have faith in what God can do for you. I had someone ask me last night to go pray for a young man because he thought I could do it better. It's the same God. It's the same God that anoints Brother Moody, anoints you when you're here. Answer that call. Time is redeeming the days for the time is evil, amen? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much, God, for, first of all, being willing to give us the call, Lord. Lord, be willing to give us salvation. To give us laughter, there's so many blessings that comes with following you, Lord. We thank you for every opportunity, Lord. I thank you for the words that we hear, heard here tonight, Lord. The testimonies that are real, God, and, and it it means something to every one of us, God. Lord, I pray for the courage and the faith to a- rise up, Jesus. The courage and the faith to be what you've called us to be, Lord. I rebuke the devil and his doubts, God. I rebuke the hindrances in our own mind, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I speak liberty into their lives, Lord, where they can hear the voice of God in their lives and they answer it, Lord. Bless them, Lord Jesus. Bless them, Lord God. Hallelujah. Be with us, Lord, as we continue to have revival in your name, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. In your holy name we pray. Amen.
0: This has been an episode of Axiom Youth Student Ministries. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you've enjoyed, and we hope you'll come back for the next one. Thank you for tuning in.